And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and this is your Why Not Sports short. All right, world. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. But I have a good guy, one of the Derricks. That I've been able to connect with on numerous occasions. If you haven't, by the title, please check out this gentleman, Coach D, Derek Pearson, Coach DP. Very dope episode on The Flagrant Two. And if I'm not mistaken, it was titled Something with Love. Bear with me, listeners. You know, I've done a few shows, a few shows in my time. But I, I, I definitely, I'm going to get that title for you guys. But welcome to Why Not Sports, Coach. Welcome, welcome, let's, welcome. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, let's, no let's, problem. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So sports have been a huge, huge impact in your life. I know when we spoke a few times, you talk about, or you spoke on how, far as your uh, influence uh, by sports and your involvement with sports. If you can just give us a, a background uh, on how your first time or your first uh, realization when you said, yo, sports is something that I love. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that, that like as a kid, and I, I recall the story, my mom just kind of laughing as she tells the story. Uh, to other folks that, that uh, I learned to read um, at a very early age. Um, I have uh, seven brothers and sisters. And you know, of course, back then we only had one TV and um, you only had, you know, local channels. And so my mother figured out that I had learned to read because each of us got to, got to schedule or pick mm-hmm. when they wanted the TV to be theirs, when you could, could set aside TV time. And she said, I learned to read so that I could pick, um, I could see when the sports was on, nice. when, there, when a ball game was on, and I could say, hey, look, I want Sunday at 1 o'clock. <laughs> I want nice. Saturday at 4 o'clock. <laughs> and then I would go out, um, as I told her, I, I would go out front on, on Sunday morning, you know, after church. You, you get out front of the house. It's a little house. But I'd get out front, and I would play the game that I was going to watch later. And I would not, I would be every player and I would do the play by play and I would be the crowd. Nice. <laughs> so, I would, so, you know, I was the little kid out front of the house with the football who's, who's throwing the football to himself and he's handing it to himself and he's tackling himself. And, um, 
at that point, inevitably, I had chosen a path that I, sports was going to be what I talked about for the rest of my life. Nice. And that's – but you know what, though? That is showing your passion. That's showing the love that I'm sure your friends and your siblings – uh, now, my listeners like Murph. Now, if he had that many siblings, brothers and sisters, why did he have to play by himself? I'm well, because I had four sisters. Okay. And three brothers, and, and, and the uh, two of the older brothers were already out doing their thing. I mean, they were, you know, one was, was um, you know, a national-level sprinter. I mean, this guy, you know, Olympic trials and, 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 and the like. Nice. Um, so everybody had their own their own circle and space, but it was my passion. Gotcha. It was my passion, and I embraced um, all of those things. And it, it called you know it. it I, I I just told folks uh, in a talk that I did that it, you need to embrace embrace that that weird thing that calls you louder than anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. That's your calling. That is really your mission, your purpose. The thing that calls you. The loudest, the most often, the most with the most consistency is where your is what your lane should be, and I just happen to be one of those people that followed mine. Welcome to Why Not Sports. You heard Coach DP just say the same thing I've been telling you guys on why I decided to come up with this platform. It was something about sports, 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 sports. I took you know I, once I was done playing. I said, you know what, let me do this family thing. Let me not be that person like, oh, I need sports in my life. But to your point, it's part of my calling because I can link up with Mr. Derek Pearson. I can link up with other athletes and other people and going to schools because sports gave me the opportunity to get in the door to spread a bigger message other than sports. Yeah, that was – yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I, I like to say that sports is is a great, clear mirror to America. So if you want to understand, if you want to understand America, sports has a way of getting past some of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, sports introduces people who would never meet. Sports brings together people. Um, it gives an understanding. Gives you something mutual all the time because you can be from one side of the country and the other side of the country. And if you met and you had the common interest, sports is a great way to connect. It's a great way to figure out, Oh, well, you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Redskins fan or you're a Knicks fan and I'm a Lakers fan mm-hmm. it, or you're a fan of the same, you know, or Hey, right. you play ball in college. I play ball in college. So there's an understanding sports has a way of breaking down barriers um, that alongside of, of, of music, um, those are the two things that move us probably in a more unified way. I mean, just for example, just pay attention to the, to the women's soccer. Um, yes. it has a way of, 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 of helping us unite and identify, uh, in a positive way better than almost anything that exists. That is true. And for those listeners that have been patiently waiting, like Murph, I'm trying to check out that flagrant two episode. Yes. It was called print your stamp with love. Yes, there we go. With yours, true. Yeah. Well, not me, but Mr. Derek. So <laughs> please, please go check that out. Definitely a, one of the dope uh, episodes and guests that has been able to not only bless the flagrant two, but now why not sports, which is called a dual threat in the sports world. So again, shout out to you, Coach, for uh, just, <laughs> just being versatile. 
it, it's a lot of hats. Um, I wear a lot of hats. Um, people ask me what I do uh, for a living, and uh, the people that don't really ask what I do for a living, and I said, depends on the day. Um, <laughs> it just, I love it. It depends, on the, it depends on the day. Sometimes it's with a microphone. Sometimes it's with a whistle. Um, sometimes it's with my voice uh, uh, through this thing. And it's been, sports has been good to me. It, it's It's crafted and carved my life. Um, and it introduced me to, to to a great circle of folks who all have the same passion. And then ultimately, sports has a way of connecting to people. And it's yes, the sir. people behind it that make sports matter. Um, the game is just a vehicle, um, but it's the people. And ultimately, sports gets to the person uh, in, in the deepest way possible. Indeed. And speaking of your moments of, you know, your play calling and just setting up the scenario as you were that young athlete. Ultimately, for the listeners, what sport did you ultimately decide to pursue more than others? <laughs> so in in high school, I, um, uh, I was a three-sport guy. Mm-hmm. And the, to, to put it in these terms, um, I went to a predominantly white school. Uh, what I thought I was going to do, um, the first, the real deep water I got into was, was certain colleges, you know, historically black colleges who wanted me to come play football for them. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the lane that I thought I was going to be in until, um, you know, some college coaches start sniffing around in baseball and, I'm kind of the person that if you tell me I can't do something, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. So people said, oh, you're look, you're all set for football. Baseball, you're good, but I would stick to football. Really? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right. off to baseball I went. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I still, I, I never gave up. As they say, I never broke up with, with any of the sports. Um, I coach all three of them now um, on the high school level. I coach football, baseball, and basketball. I've never um, – I was one of the few black folks who have ever been named a varsity head coach um, in the state of Virginia, and I'm proud of that. Congratulations. Uh, for however long, yeah, for however, how long it was, and, and I was assistant for football and, 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 and basketball, a basketball program that went on to, to win back-to-back region titles. So um, – Somebody gave to me, those coaches that I had back then gave to me. I felt like it was my mission and my service to give back to some young folks. Whoever the next me was, um, I wanted to be there to kind of pat them on the back and get them on the way. So, Man, that's powerful. See, that's what I'm talking about. And I had the same thing, Coach, but I was like, yo, I'm going to stick to my one sport. Because I don't, you know, my attention span, I was making a lot of excuses then, too. I just wanted to prove people wrong so bad. Like, I'm going to stick to this one sport and, you know, go just all out, which I was able to do. But see, you being that multi-talented athlete, you know, even right now, you you know, coaching uh, multiple sports. I like to salute people such as yourself because I'm like, man, like I have my sports show. Obviously, I can talk about it. But actually coaching it, playing it, I'm like, shoot, that's different muscles, different mentalities, different preparations. Well, but that's the See, you just hit it on the head. In this day and age now, the guys who are being recruited, they aren't, they aren't single-sport athletes anymore. Huh. You, can't, you can't, if you're a Division One coach, 
you're not you're looking for the guy that not only has the skill set that you need, but that who has learned some other muscle movement and muscle memory in other sports. It's different spacing and different speeds and different accelerations and different explosions. So the guys who you know, when you look at the guys like LeBron, LeBron was was the Division One NFL caliber tight end. True. You got it. You got the days of the single sport athlete are gone. College coaches, especially at the Division One level, aren't recruiting single sport athletes because it's single focused and it does not. Everybody has the skill set for that sport. What other skills do you bring to the table? Quarterbacks that play that play shortstop. Uh, catchers that play middle linebacker, receivers that play center field. <laughs> you know, you can look at, 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 at you can look at wings on the side on, on on a basketball court, and you can see them at wide receiver because their ability to get long and stride, and 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 be under control. So when I look at one sport, if I'm doing football season, I I can see basketball players and baseball players. I just need to get them into those sports so that they can learn the things that they'll learn in that second or third sport. That's great. That's great information. That further lets me know how fortunate and blessed I am and was, especially then, because I was just that, you know, uh, predominantly uh, one-sport athlete, but we did bring in multiple uh, sport athletes. And and like you said, the – the, today's athlete, like you know, of course, Bo Jackson. We you know we're gonna go back a little bit. Him, yep. Deion Sanders, and then today's world, yep. we got uh, like Russell Wilson, um, and a few they're other there. athletes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're there. That that is the thing. I mean, every baseball player um, has control of his hands and otherwise, but can he extend his stride as an outfielder, or can he put his foot in the ground? as a base dealer, can he adjust and lower his hips um, like, a, like an infielder? Each thing has its own, and a quarterback with his mechanics leads to being successful at shortstop, but also can he throw, can he pitch? Mm-hmm. So it's always, no matter what the sport is, an athlete's an athlete. Yep. I just want to be able to see that athlete and put him in situations where he could be successful. That's the job of a parent and coach. Yep. Um, that's what we do. That's what we do. These camps and otherwise, that's what I want to see. I want to see how you move on, see how you think, and and then that other sport just adds to. Now, can I add to what you were saying? And, and, and now, as a more mature man that has experienced life, even as a host, a media personality, I'm not just the sports guy either. So for my listeners out there, I took the information from people like, you know, Coach DP, that was in my ear like, yo, you don't want to be in this bubble or in this box. You better start branching out if yep. you want to reach more people or have a bigger impact and increase your wallet. I also want to throw that out there. <laughs> you don't want to be, oh, man, only Murph only knows about that basketball. No, Murph can talk to women. He can talk to men. He can talk to kids. He can talk to, you know, politicians, you know, people in, you know, re, you know religion, whatever it is. But to your point, yes, for those people, especially today's world, being that multi-sport athlete goes a long way in my position, being able to, just spread my wings and talk to anybody and everybody, no matter what race, the era you were born, is something that I, I made sure today I utilized that unlike I did before. So thank you for people yeah, yeah. to help no, push it, us. You're right, because it's, it's that thing that I, I'm able to connect with people because I know who their sports heroes are. I yeah. know 
um, what those what their sports moments are, and that tells me a lot about who you root for. Yeah. speaks volumes to who you are. Mm. <laughs> Look, you can you can match up who people are when they tell you, "Hey, I'm you know I'm a I'm a Patriots fan. Hey, I'm a Lakers fan. Hey, you know I, I I'm a Chiefs fan." You know where they're from what it means to them, who their people are, yeah. and why they root for them. So it's, it's a great insight. And then as an athlete, if you cross over, again, you, you learn more about people when you're in the sports trenches mm-hmm. than almost any other situation. So, yeah, you can find out a lot about people through sports. In the world, like, okay, Merv, we want to find out more about Coach DP. And he do he really know his sports? So you were – or you still what you're doing now? We can add we can add to that. But broadcasting, like you've been broadcasting for a long time, and the team that you really brought to my attention, I was like, wow! Like probably the best duo, arguably, in NBA history. Can you just talk about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, that thing sports has taken me places and put me in situations that. Um, that I never would have expected. And, um, I remember getting, getting an offer to, to, to work for the Utah jazz flagship station. And you, you, when you walk in, when you walk into a new situation and I'm, you know, I'm a DC kid. So my affection for the Utah jazz, I was an East coast kid who looked at kind of, eh, like, Oh, it's Stockton Malone. It's Stockton Malone. I, that wasn't really, the East Coast vibe, we weren't really loving, you know, Stockton Malone. That <laughs> right. wasn't that wasn't really how it get how how we got down. And then you go out there and then you meet them and you see the work ethic and you see the passion and you see how much how much real energy is put into it and how intelligent they are. Um, you get past the, 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 the perception of who they are and then you get into the reality of who they are and um, some of my conversations with, with Carl Malone were, were just spectacular that this brother was sharp. He just let people think what they need to think for their own comfort, but he knew who he was. That, mm. that was a part of, that was a part of his greatness that Carl was sharp. I mean, you know, he allowed it. And, 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 and in truth, John Stockton was a gangster, like of the two <laughs> of the two. Yeah, bro. Like people miss, people miss this thing. Don't miss, don't miss the, don't fall for the okie doke. When it came to Stockton, Stockton was a thug. Stockton was played a physical, cerebral yes, physical did. game. Yes, he did. And he puts you through the work. I mean, the grinder of a dude who, who knows he's going to play 100 games every year. He's going to play the 82, the 81, and he's going to get in the playoffs, and he's going to do the long run. And every night you're going to have to run through 47 picks and, and, and get, your, get, get, get 22 elbows to, to your ribs, and he was going to push you 90 feet. Every night, whether you had a, a good night, bad night, the night before or otherwise. So being ex- having your, your, your intellect expanded, and then in that, in that space, you know, I would sit in the room with guys like Ron Boone and Tom Nasalki and mm-hmm. Jerry Sloan, and to hear, the, and let me tell you, uh, we all think we know the game, all the game, whatever game that we do, but when you sit in a room with, 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 guys who, who, who coached in the league and hear them talk about it, they're speaking a different language. Yeah. 
like they're, they're seeing it at a different, you know, we're playing, we're all playing checkers thinking we know the game. They're playing chess. Nice. And yeah, and it's deep, but it expands you. It, it's, it's very humbling, right? So, cause for me to think that I know basketball at the level of the NBA guys, that, that notion was removed from my, from my brain 20 years ago. Um, the same 30 years ago in DC with the Redskins and Joe Gibbs and, Joe Theismann and Gary Clark and Art Monk and, uh, you know, you go, Doc Walker, you go, no, 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 no. I'm never going to disrespect the people who have done it. I'm never going to disrespect the people who have done it at that level because they've earned it. Mm. And as a, as, a, as a broadcaster and as a sportscaster, I'm never going to say, hey, this coach should have did this or this player should have did it because I know – um, in my years of running, you know, minor league teams and such, and being around all these guys, that they could put together the perfect plan and the perfect roster, and have the perfect practice session. But when it goes live, the human element takes over, and a lot of times it's simply humans being humans. Nice, nice, nice. And, and you said earlier in, in the show how you can really, you know, tell a lot about a person. Um, far as you know their favorite team or things like that but being around greatness and hall of famers more than one that's priceless a lot of people cannot get that and for you to learn from it benefit from it and now sharing to the world I, I believe more people should start doing that so the stories like you said the John Stockton the Carl Malone you're like oh I didn't know that that's other things to show, to your point, is more than just a sport. They're actually people, and what they do, and I like to say their sanctuary or or, 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 the, or the bullpen or the pulpit, you know, depending on yeah, you know, yeah. how you want to look at it, they're actually right. different. It's like me. Behind the mic, I'm really different. I'm not, you know, this person that you might think, but behind the scenes, you're like, oh, man, Murph was like this, like this, like this. You kind of have an idea, but to actually be in your presence more than one occasion in different scenarios, you'd be like, that's really that person. Yeah, the, the depth of it uh, of it all for me, um, especially when you get behind the microphone, um, the stuff that you go through from day to day, the games, the practices, the, the film session, that stuff you learn to share. That mm -hmm. stuff, you, you don't learn to keep it to yourself. You learn to share. And when the mic comes on, when, the mic, when that light, when that red light goes on, we're storytellers. Yep. See, and everybody, there, there are a million people um, who could draw up X's and O's. There's another million people um, who could tell you about the personalities. What I try to do is to add the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and Joe's. If I can tell you the story of the people and then, then explain the game in a way that makes sense to, to the lay fan, the complex fan, the, 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 the elite level fan, I can offer something to everybody at, at their level. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really the, the, the goal and the mission is being able to do play-by-play -play and be able to tell people direction, bounce pass left, corner three, isolation at the elbow, drove cross lane, left side off the glass. I've now painted the picture for you. That's the job of anybody with a microphone, whether you're talking about people, a game, or otherwise. Paint the picture, tell the story, and make it entertaining.
There it is. Man, I love hearing it. I love hearing from especially from someone with the experience such as yourself and just letting people know the mindset that I have now that I am getting more comfortable and the brand continues to grow. You have to be entertaining. You have to paint that picture. And also it's good to connect with people that have similar goals or who have similar ways of thinking, but also putting it to a different perspective. That way you can have an open dialogue or open conversation and somebody can grab well, something from either me or you, especially my, the guests in my case. Well, we're, we're never, we're never done learning. And for me to ever walk into a situation thinking, I know everything that I need to know would be a disservice to the, to that moment. I like to tell people and remind people, be present, be present, be, give everything to the thing that you're in front of right then at that very moment, because something great and spectacular is, is there for you. And I, I, I go further into it by saying, what are the odds that the, of all the millions of people on, on earth and all the millions of people uh, moving from, from moment to moment that any two people ever get put in front of each other mm-hmm. and to think that they were put in front of each other with nothing at, 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 at hand, there's a reason why you cross paths. There's a reason why you, you meet people. And if you pay attention and you're open, you both learn and you're both better when you're done with it. That's, that's what we should be doing. Man, listeners, I know they're like, man, but I got, I got, I got a question for you. You, you, you follow sports, you coach sports, multiple sports for the NBA, as well as the NFL, especially those two professions with all the moves that are being made. What are your thoughts? Is that good for the sport? Is it bad for the sport? Give us your point of view on these key moves or free agents that has surprised us some or some we were like, oh, okay, we figured. Just give us your take on it. So each model is different because NFL free agency is entirely different than NBA free agency and baseball free agency. So Bryce Harper, Kawhi Leonard, uh, their situations are all different. Um, what happened in the NBA uh, goes back, you know, a long time. Free agency wasn't always what it is, and so what LeBron did was, in, in the most recent elevation, of this thing was change the game. That people were able to choose who they want to go to battle with, who they want to do business with, uh, where they want to live, and at what price. Um, in baseball, it goes back to Kurt Flood, you know. St. Louis Cardinals, he ends up with the Washington Senators at some point, and he was chastised then. So whenever the change happens, those people are chastised because it's new. It's a new form of, of, of branding and, and understanding your own marketing and your own power and your own place. That being said, what's lost in, in that is that the days of Daryl Green you know, being drafted by the Redskins and playing a full career there, those, those days are almost gone. The Cal Ripkins, the Cal Ripkins of, of the world where they come in and they play for the Orioles and they retire with the Orioles. Those days, those days may be gone. Now players could stay, but from a business perspective and a leverage perspective, you know, listen, I don't know about you and I don't know about the listeners, but I've never been offered $40 million to do anything. <laughs> 
So, Facts. so <laughs> right? So the likelihood of me being able to give a, a clear perspective on what the, their decision making is about, if I, you know, look, if I'm from DC and I'm making 28 million and then LA calls and offers 40 million, um, I love DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as my friends would say, for forty million, I would play butt naked in, in Lambeau Field in <laughs> December. <laughs> so there's different there's a different thinking behind it, and it's a different level of money. It's good for 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 each city because this, each city can recraft themselves each year. Yeah. It's bad because the loyalty to to the brand. Because if you're a LeBron fan, who are you loyal to? If you're a Bryce Harper fan, who are you loyal to? Um, you know, if you're an Antonio Brown fan, who are you loyal to? Are you a Steelers guy? Do you do you get rid of all the Steelers stuff that you became you know, connected to? Or do you follow him to Oakland or Vegas and become a Raiders fan? So there's a bit of complexity in it. And again, it goes back to the statement of who we root for and why. If, if you love the player, if you love the player as a person, then it's easy to follow them into their next endeavor. If you simply root for the team and he became your favorite player on because of that team, then when they leave you, there's some disconnect and some disloyalty. And I still understand it because if you leave and you go make you know $38 million a year, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad that you're not wearing my stuff, but I'm gonna applaud you for for getting your for getting your grind on. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, and it's something too, man. That you, I know when we spoke, and listeners, that's why I'm saying you gotta check out the episode. We gotta check out the episode that we did on a flagrant too, and I want to end it on this. You talked about when you start. Uh, a, a, a speech or whenever you begin to speak mm-hmm. you ask for permission yes and it, it, it's it's there's simplicity in this and and, and this is something i'm working on in, in, a, in a personal project but i want I, I offer it to people so we understand so no matter if you're in a dating scenario where you're meeting somebody new or a professional scenario where you meet somebody new and you're trying to set a standard, if you're a parent talking to your kids, if you're a teacher talking to a parent, if you're a student talking to your parents, and you need to be able to, 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 to set a clear and defined GPS for how this thing is going to go afterwards. The question that I ask when I walk into a room is this, do I have your permission to tell you the truth? Because once I give you permission and you've given me permission. We set a clear and defined path for how this thing is going to go forward. And if it goes off track, the GPS says, we said we were speaking in truth. This does not appear to be truth. Are you sure this is where you want to go? There it is. There's simplicity in it. It works. (laughs) And it's done me every service in the world, dealing with contracts and dealing with, with people who you meet and say, listen, um, if you're asking my opinion, then I need your permission to tell you the truth. And once we agree to that, we're good to do something pretty, pretty amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And for the world, I, I, I brought that up because Coach DP has been speaking uh, and on a, doing a project right now, done TED Talk, has his own company, which he will let you know on how to find him and how to support that. 
and still had the time, scheduled the time from his busy schedule to link up with me. So I'm giving you permission, using using your words, to grow, to support, and don't feel bad for giving somebody credit where credit's due. So, Coach, I appreciate you, man. We're going to do it again, I promise. Yes, sir. We're going to do yes, it sir. again. Uh, hopefully, I know you said you are on contract right now. You know, I'll be in D.C. in a couple of months. Hopefully, you know. Let me know. Let me know. Yes, sir. Let me know. <laughs> let me know. We'll, we'll hook up and clink, clink glass to it. Um, let the folks know, um, as of us, us recording this, um, any day now, we're expecting release of, my, of the TED Talk that I did uh, May 31st in Lander, yeah. Wyoming. I'm excited about that. I'm also, fingers crossed, expecting some more good news um, about another one. So um, my brother's going to go for two. And Ooh. I don't know if you know how difficult it is, but I'm trying to the double just because just I'm feeling myself and I, I feel like I, I need to get that out there. But if folks want to want to track me down, I'm on Instagram. Um, I've got the own company, Love Prince, um, L-O-V-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. Um, the website is loveprince.us. Um, you can check it out. It is all about love out loud it is about love and action action and love the two require each other action requires love love requires action we use we use sports as as the vehicle for it um it's 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 mantras loving and learning through sports because we do <laughs> we do we do so um i'm on instagram facebook uh, love Prince has a group on facebook feel, feel free to look out uh twitter same thing at Derek pearson and uh, reach out, uh, questions or otherwise. Um, I've got a study program for, for your kids. Uh, if you coach or as a parent, I've got a study program that works for them, um, and it's good, and the folks want me to come out and talk to their folks, hit me up. Guys, again, he's giving you permission. I'm giving you permission. Do it. Ask questions. Hit them up. And, and, and also, there's nothing wrong with tooting your own horn. If you just being just poof, with all those blessings just hitting you all at once you've earned it <laughs> i i'm you know bro, i'm just I'm, saying I'm, this is this is all bigger than me i'm just a little little kid from arlington virginia yes sir. and um i i didn't um you know my grandmother would pat me on the shoulder and say you know what god's got planned for you is way bigger than anything you can dream yes sir so so i i am a full uh, example that uh, it's something greater uh, and, and 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 grander than than I that's facilitating all this. And if you don't say so, you're a fool. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna say thank you for stalking the podcast with an attitude and a smile. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so for those, it's an inside thing. Uh, Coach DP reached out on Twitter. That's once I posted the show was approved to be on Pandora, only 150 episodes. Sports, I mean, only 150 sports shows is on Pandora at the moment, and that was his reply. Stalking a podcast. I, I, I'm proud of you. Podcast. Look, man, I'm proud of you. I support folks who are, who are doing something good and trying, and you out there letting folks get a voice and giving yourself voice. Appreciate Bravo that. to you. Thank Bravo you. to you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And for you. Derek's got to stick together, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Derek's, we sticking together. You heard me. You heard Coach Derek himself. 
hey man, with them dares we sticking together. It's a few more. Yeah. Hey, hit us up. We trying to build yeah. you know the Derek Ted talk. There we go. There you go. You know. But anyway, y'all, man, I appreciate you guys. First time listeners, thank you for tuning in. For the avid listeners, hey y'all, without y'all, you know. I wouldn't be as far as I am now. And Coach DP, man, for real, thank you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for taking time out your schedule. You know, I'll follow you. I'll rock with you as well. Look forward to seeing your growth. And, and like you said, my fingers crossed as well for the next big thing that's coming your way. And to reach me, listeners, you can find me on social media or um, on social media, Twitter or Instagram at it's demurf email me it's demurf at yahoo.com until next time y'all we appreciate you guys peace for now i am cole johnson of cole sports and this has been your why not sports short this has been a special report from why not sports now back to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress